drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Troy Kool-Aid drinkers, it is draft week. I'm sure you're reading all about it. There's all types of things out there. But you've come here for the Kool-Aid cast today. Here what the Detroit Lions will be doing. Got one of my favorite guests here on the show. It's Joey Christopoulos from the Believe Podcast Network. You guys can find him on Twitter at Joey Sports Guy. Joey, you're back. The draft is days away. The people cannot wait to hear some hot takes, some things we got to say, man. What's going on with you? Derek, again, as always, man, thank you so much for having me back on the pod, man. I'm super excited to be here. And, you know, who are the Chicago Bears going to draft on Thursday? Oh, yeah, that's right. They're not drafting on Thursday. Uh, They're taking the day off for like the fourth time in the last seven years. But, dude, we're going to do a mock draft today. We're going to put some players on some teams put some hats on some guys. This is going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm excited to be here. Joey, the Detroit Lions will have picked three times before your Bears are on the clock, but today we're going to do a first-round mock where me and Joey are going to alternate. We're going to make picks. We're going to give thoughts. We're going to probably you know, flip the script on each other and, and see what's going on. But we're going to work our way through round one. We're obviously going to spend a good amount of time on the Lions picks. We'll probably make fun of the Bears a few times. But before we even get into it, I want to give this – is, this is breaking here on the show. This is something that I've barred for years. I'm making an exception. I'm making an exception for Joey. And it's the sport we shall not speak of. It's baseball. Joey is becoming an umpire, I believe. You're doing some incredible content, man. I want to plug that before we even dive into this mock. Tell the people what you're up to, man. Oh, Derek, thank you so much, man. Um, Yeah, so I just finished my first uh, feature piece. You can find it on the Believe YouTube Network. Um, If you just keyword Believe Network, Joey steps in. Uh, I got the opportunity to go to Palm Springs and spent a day at the Pro Umpire Training Camp with the Wounded Warriors Umpire Academy. And it's true that I did get a chance to get mic'd up. I actually umpired first base in a California Winter League game. And then I sat down with retired 32-year, uh, 32 Major League umpire Dale Scott, now retired. He retired in 2018. Uh, but he's got a book coming out called The Umpire Is Out. Uh, calling the gay and living my true self. He's the first openly gay professional official in the five major sports. And I got a chance to talk to him about his story. So a little bit of everything. Um, just a really cool story. Incredible people. I had a ton of fun. And uh, yeah, please guys check it out. I mean, it's for everyone. It's not just a Chicago sports thing. Uh, it's just a really cool story. And I'm very proud of it. And dude, thank you so much for bringing it up on the pod, man. 
I, I definitely want to get that out before. Again, I don't talk about the sport, but when you sent me the video, I mean, watching you chaw down gum and whatever else you had in your mouth there on the diamond, they put you in an ultra big poncho and put you at first base. You were punching people out. You were talking a little smack like you do. And like you say, it was a tremendous story. You are obviously great with all your interviews. I thought it was really well done. I want everybody to check it out as well as um, all the different podcasts and things that we'll uh, let people know about later in the show as well. But great content, man. I always love what you're doing. And I love that you're on the show today because... We we, we got to fix some of these teams, man. We got to make some picks. And and I got to tell you what my Lions are going to do because uh, it, it's about to be big. It's about to be real big. So without further ado, man, you ready to do this? Yeah, man. Uh, cue the lights. Cue Goodell. Uh, let's rock and roll, man. I, I believe I'm going to be on the, the first pick, correct? I'm going to go Jags first and we're going to alternate. Is that right? Joey, you're going to be picking one. We're going to be going back and forth. There's no rules. There's not this is what the team would do. This is not what what Joey's pick is always going to be. It's it's whatever we're thinking. We're going to give you our thoughts. We're going to give you some uh takes. No no trades necessarily, but we will work work our way through 32. So there's only one way to officially put the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock, and that's this. <laughs> With the first pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select. I'm going Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, oh. this has been, <laughs> we've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, I'm partly doing this because I'm really now excited to see what you're going to do, what you want to do at two, because Hutchinson's a little chalk for me. Um, but yeah, man, consensus number one player. I know Trayvon Walker the last couple of days has kind of been rising up boards. They're trying to jump drum up. I think a little drama for the draft, but this, uh, this feels like Hutchinson all the way to me, all the way to me. And now the Jaguars have hopefully a cornerstone pass rusher. I like it. And I also like, we didn't talk before the show of what pick you're going to go for. I know I just erupted in anger, but I'm not angry because you know, the, the rumor innuendo is that the Jaguars like Trayvon and other players on the Jags like Trayvon. He's the betting favorite in Vegas is Trayvon Walker. But I'm glad you took Mr. Hutchinson because I got some things to say here. I'm going to put the Lions at two. And a lot of people, a lot of Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, a lot of the Twitterverse out there has been telling me, we got to take Thibodeau. I love Tibbs. Other people, Tibbs doesn't love football. He's not a guy we need here. I saw an interview with him before we came on the air. Very intelligent, very calculated. So people have that as a proposition. There's also people here in Detroit that want a kid that's from the D. His name is Sauce. I mean, you guys hear me play it on the show. You guys know I love and one mixtapes. Everybody knows Hot Sauce when he crosses somebody over. Oh, baby! Sounds a little something like that. <laughs> um, he could be the picket, too. I mean, the Lions could get crazy and take Derek Stingley at two. Mm. Another corner that can make plays that everybody forgot about. I mean, who knows what else might happen. They might trade down. They might do this. But Joey, I'm here for a public service announcement for the people. And the people consist of the millions. And, and turn, turn the volume up wherever you're listening to this right now, because I need to speak to all of you Lions fans out there. And that's simply this. If 
Aiden Hutchinson, Hutch as we call him, goes one. That's no problem. I, I will take him gladly at two. I may sprint the card up at two if he's there. But if he's not there, I'm completely okay. Because with the number two pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select... Trayvon Walker from Georgia. I don't want to hear, oh, he's the late climber. I don't want to hear he didn't have production. This guy is 6'5", 265. Wait for it. He ran a 4.540. This guy is big. He doesn't mind a little physicality. He can play defensive line. He can rush the passer. He can drop in coverage. This guy can play nose tackle at times when you watch his tape. He's a great person. He's a hard worker. He's versatile, as I noted. He's an athletic specimen. I'm totally fine, and I'm excited about this guy if he's there, too. Yes, I want Hutch. But if if Mr. Walker is there... It's an easy pick for me. I'm excited to get a big, athletic pass rusher that I don't have to worry about off the field or on. I think he'll be a better pro than a college player, and I love everything about him. So before we move on, just really quick. Yes. I On a previous pod, you were falling in love with Malik Willis. Now, can you just walk us through, and I'm sure you already have on the pod, but now walk us through this journey of – eventually moving off of that is it just is it a little too too risky at pick two to take Malik Willis what was it that had you so high and then what pulled you off of him I still love Malik Willis if it was my selection and this was my current team I'm probably taking Malik Willis but in this mock I'm giving the millions and millions of people out there the, the pick that I think is going to happen, and I just gave them a diatribe of why they should be excited. So Malik Willis isn't going to come to 32. The Lions don't need to spend extra draft capital to move up in the middle of the round if he slips there to get him. They're going to roll with Jared Goff. I know he's a guy that you bash multiple times on this show. I think he has a good hold on this team right now. He's paid. He's a former number one selection. He can do some different th- decent things. I don't know if he can throw. I'm trying to figure that part out. But other than that, I'm okay with him. So I love Malik. I hope he goes somewhere great. He's super swaggy. I'd probably take him and, and make him the f- face of my franchise. But... In this, I wanted to pump the folks up about Trayvon, if, that how, if that's how it goes down. And Malik will go to another team at this point. Well, good for you, man. I mean, it sounds like as a Lions fan, you're probably going to be happy either way, where if the Jaguars go Walker, you'll sprint up to the table and grab Hutchison and vice versa. You know, if they take Hutchison, it sounds like you're going to be super happy with Trayvon. And, you know, this is kind of where – it seems like those guys are now going one, two. I don't think I've seen too many mock drafts that have it going any other way. So now we have ourselves at pick three here with the Houston Texans. And now I'm on the board. I see a lot of stuff. You already mentioned his name. I see a lot of mocks out there that think Thibodeau is the pick there for the Texans. And that is all well and good. I will say though, if you're a Texans fan or if you're in the Texans franchise, can you honestly take the one dude who's comped to 
uh, to Clowny, to Javian Clowney. Can you really take that comp dude again? A guy that, let's be honest, is a good football player, but did not become this generational talent that I think a lot of Texans fans wanted to see. They ended up not signing him, and now he's a journeyman taking one-year mercenary contracts all around the league. So I'm not going to do that right there. For the Texans, I am going to take um, Ikem Ikwanwu from NC State, the offensive tackle. And I just think when in doubt, when you don't have a great team, you don't know what's going on, take the tackle there. If you think that, and if everyone else thinks that the Texans want to see what they have with uh, Davis Mills, the only way they do that is protect him. And that's where I'm going with the third pick. The kids call him Icky. I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm going to say it's good because he's taken third overall. I like this player a lot. He can play guard. He can play outside. He's fun tape to watch for an offensive lineman. So I, I like that pick right there. Uh, we're going to have to go in a little warp speed a little bit because I spent about five to ten minutes talking about my Lions, which I, I know the listeners enjoyed there. I had to pump them up, had to give them a few hot takes. But at number four, I got a pick for the Jets, unfortunately. And the Jets, I mean, when you got four and ten, that's a beautiful thing. The unbeautiful thing is their overall roster. Everybody knows I love Zach Wilson. The kid can be put on the souvenir cups and he can throw it all over the yard. I love Elijah Moore as well. But they can't cover anybody. And this guy's been flying up the board. I love how this player, there's no worry about him getting taken two, three, or four. But like every other time it's happened, people go nuts about it. But at four, the Jets for me are going to take Sauls. They're going to take Mr. Gardner, the kid from the D. Oh, baby! Give him to the Jets so they can actually stop something on defense. He's swaggy. He'll fit in that market. The value's there. That's where I'm going. It's a great pick. It's a great nickname. And, yeah, if you're the Jets and you have the opportunity to come back and take something more of need, why don't you just go with the best player on the board right there? So I like that a whole lot. Uh, moving on to pick five. These, this is the Giants pick. So the Giants also have the Bears seven pick, which is coming up in mm, two seconds. But for that's right now, you. we're going to start with the Giants right here. And I think personally, man, this is kind of where it gets a little tough. But you know what? I mean, I don't mean to double dip, but I'm going again. I'm going offensive line again. I'm going to take Evan Neal if I'm the New York Giants here. And look, the whole, the major reason for that is that they're trying to stick with Danny Dimes. You got this Saquon Barkley situation that you're trying to figure out. And if you bring in a guy like Brian Dable, you want that offense humming and cooking and making all the weapons look a lot better than they actually do. Kenny Galladay, so on and so forth. So best way to do that is find some more tackles, more ways to protect, more ways to open up Saquon. I'm going with him. There you go, getting the the big nasties here in the beginning. I love it that you got to pick at seven, where your Bears would be, but they got the golden child, Mr. Fields, who you love. Uh, I can't wait to see who you give away from your team. Better, to- better than any quarterback in this draft. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, but uh, that's got to be a hard pill to swallow. But at six, six is a great spot where I feel like Malik should go. I feel like small uh, hands, Kenny Pickett should go. Um, but the the scuttlebutt is no. They're not going to take a quarterback. You want to know why? Because Matt Rule is worried that he's going to be down working at the old bowling alley, shining shoes or, or or handing out the little cards or telling people how to work the computer or cleaning out the alleys when the, when the place closes down if he doesn't get some W's. So he's going to pass on the quarterback. He's going to go with uh, Sam Darnold. He's hopefully going to unleash Christian McCaffrey this year and, and the other playmakers that they have. But in order to do so, 
I've got to protect the man. So everyone seems to love this player. He's, he's about three, four down on my list. He's kind of in the middle of my first round, but everyone loves this guy. Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. He can he can pass, protect like none other. I think they're going to need that, especially if they keep Darnold back there. So that's the way I'm going uh, based on this mock. It's probably not the way I would go again, but I feel like it's best, and it leaves you just a great decision at seven, which I want to put you in a bind anytime I can. Dude, seven's easy for me now with the Giants. I'm running up to the podium, and I'm taking Thibodeau, right? <laughs> I mean, if you're the Giants, you now have Evan Neal on one side. You got Thibodeau on the other side. And for a lot of people, they think that he's a one-two top talent in this league. I mean, I'm running up to the board, and I'm doing that. I mean, it starts in the trenches. It starts up front. And for the Giants, it's going to start with Kayvon Thibodeau. There you go. I, I like it, and I like that he's going to a snooty place like New York. You know, New York always tries to act like they're all tough, but really they just think they're better than everyone, and they act like, you know, oh, the biggest media market, oh, the biggest, you know, greatest city of all time. That's a perfect spot for Kayvon Thibodeau. He can do his NFTs. He can get in the stock market. He can bumble around and not read his playbook or not care about football. I was hoping you would do that. I think he could also go to the Jets at four. One of those two markets would be incredible just for a type of guy like that. I don't think he's going to be that great, but I like that you had to take him at seven because if we undo some things, that would be your Chicago Bears and you'd be telling me how great he was going to be and how many sacks he was. Just incredible selection, but instead... You had to give it away. Um, the Atlanta Falcons. Trust me, keep- we do we do not care. <laughs> we do not care. We did the right thing last year. We did the right thing this year. Wow. And no, I don't really. I don't like Thibodeau, but yeah, I, I hear you. Fired up about his quarterback and the 39th selection when he eventually gets up in a few days. Um, the the Atlanta Falcons are another great spot for Malik. <laughs> Let's put him in the ATL. <laughs> Let's uh, see what he does there, but. I don't know. I mean, Edge is their top need. We also see, like, for some reason, they draft Kyle Pitts. They have no quarterback, no defense, no nothing. They're like, let's get another fancy piece, like a wide receiver. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know where this team is going. Um, gosh, I, I, I can't help myself. Where, where's Malik Willis? Malik Willis is the pick. He's going to learn, sit there for a little bit. And what's this sitting there for a whole year? You just sit this guy there for four, six games, and then you unleash him, let him figure it out. Willis to the ATL. He's swaggy. He's a great kid. They'll put a team around him in a few years. They'll be they'll be fun to watch. There you go. Wow, you just did that right in front of the Seahawks, and they are absolutely heartbroken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You got. You can get my good boy. People haven't heard me say this in a while. Baker Mayfield. He's getting so much hate. I would love to see him in Seattle. A bunch of red asses out there in Seattle with Baker at quarterback. Man, so that brings us to Seattle at nine. And, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, if Malik made it this way to nine, I think that's probably the move that the Seahawks would do. He's not on the board at this point. I don't think Kenny Pickett is the choice for them at this particular time. And, you know, when you're trying to rebuild without a quarterback, it's just kind of tough. I mean, there's a lot of really quality cornerbacks and safeties that are still out there right now. But is that really what the Seahawks need at this moment? I'm not so sure. So I'm going to go with Jermaine Johnson, defensive end, edge rusher, um, out of Florida State. You know, 
scouts love him. Obviously, a great way to start rebuilding your team is with a dominant edge presence. And I think that's what they have to they all kind of resign themselves to at nine here. There you go. I, I like that fit. You did ask, do they need corners and safeties? That's what it Seattle does is they get corners and safeties. That's how they won championships. But you passed on <laughs> for the edge rusher. Then they leave which down. I, yeah, I know. Which I, which I love, Jermaine. JJ is a beast. Uh, he's been kind of talked about up top all the way to the Lions that they may love him. But um, he falls here to nine, which is a good selection. So I'm up with the Jets at 10. Now we just got a circle back that I gave them sauce. I took a corner already. They, they could use some protection help. They could use an edge rusher. I probably would have taken J.J. if you didn't take him. Um, you know, there's talk about wide receivers, safety, you know, things like that that they might get. I'm looking at the board. I mean, gosh, the Jets just have – you can basically take anyone. There's all this talk about Jamison Williams in the top 10 as the top receiver. I mean, do I go that route? I, I'm going to – I'm going to shake it up a little bit again. I mean, this guy, I'm going to go ahead and give him Kyle Hamilton. You know, he's been talked about as the best player. If I can get him here at 10, I got two players in the secondary. I'm going to figure out my receivers as I go, and I might trade for Debo at this point anyway. So if I got to make the pick, I'll take Hamilton here and see what happens. Yeah, I was looking at him. Um, I was looking at him in the next couple of picks. Like, where is he going to go? How is he? Where is he going to land? I mean, can't a great player out of Wilson Notre Dame, right? London. And I think that's probably something. I think. Well, I think what you did is probably what the Jets won't do. But what you just did was a very mature, mature move out yes. of what you know what I mean. Out of what the Jets probably need. You know what I'm saying? Right. They are not going to sure up their secondary. They're going to get weapons. They're going to get, you know, pieces on the outside and they're going to continue to lose ball games and get my quarterback killed. That's what they're going to do. So we're coming up to the Washington Commanders right now. Another spot where possibly a quarterback could be in the mix, but they just picked up Carson Wentz. They're going to do that dance for a year and then next year realize what a terrible dance that was. Um, (laughs) It was like the Macarena that just wouldn't end. What an awful, awful dance. So I think actually we're going to see something a little surprising out of the Washington Commanders. I think they're going offense. Let's take a wide receiver off the board. It's time. It's Garrett Wilson time. Pair him with Terry McLaurin, and let's just see if you can load up to a point that maybe makes Carson Wentz, you know, the turd that he is, actually shine a little bit more than (laughs) is the reality. What was the pick, Garrett Wilson? We're going to go Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. <laughs> Ohio State is van- Ohio State is vanquished. Sorry, I got to get that in whenever that uh, school down south is mentioned. Uh, we'll take him. I do. Th- I do think he'll be the top guy off the board, but uh, I'm not a fan. So at 12 here, we got to keep this thing rolling, get our great sponsors in here. We still got lots of picks to make, and the folks are waiting for 32. Who's going to be there for the Lions? I can't wait to see. At 12, with what the board, how it's shaking out, it's an easy pick for me. The Vikings take corners every year. They're never very good. Their defense is probably going to take a step back. They have an offensive guy now. I wouldn't, if Garrett Wilson was on the board, I could see them going with that. I could see them going with Jamison Williams. I got people trying to make fantasy trades with me, Joey, while we're trying to do this share screen. I can't do all this at once, but I got to take for the Vikings. Derek Stingley. It's too good here at 12. Give him to me. 
Yeah, I think I think that's an and honestly I hate the Vikings, but that's an awesome value pick at that point. I mean, he's projected to kind of go around around that time, but when you're talking about guys like Hamilton and you're talking about guys like Sauce Gardner, Stingley's also in that conversation and you just got him a couple of picks later. So, dude, I'm not mad at that at all. Um I think that's a really strong pick. And man, look, I'm just going to keep it rolling at 13. Houston Tec- Texans now via the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, what the what they already did earlier, they took a Kwanwu, they took an offensive lineman. I'm tempted here, man. I I'm tempted, and I think I'm gonna do it. I think they're taking Drake London here. Um again, giving themselves an opportunity to figure out whether their quarterback is worth it or not. They've been kind of running through wide receivers these last couple of years since DeAndre Hopkins left. What if they can find the next great one right here? I don't know if I'm a huge Drake London guy personally, but I think this is probably the right place for him to go. Interesting. We'll see. Who knows what they'll do. Another team that needs to just beef up everywhere. Now, the 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 Ravens, to me, are always thought of, man, they have great drafts to take all these beasts. If you look at the last few years, they're like the Eagles. All they do is take wide receivers trying to find one or two that can actually make plays. I do like Bateman, but Hollywood and some of these other guys they've had have not really panned out to be that good. We'll see what happens. But they always take just monsters. They always are good. I mean, I can't see that changing. So the way this is dropped here, the board has fallen to me. Give me a guy that's about 340 pounds. He runs like the wind. He's a DJ. He's got swag. He's a beast. He doesn't even look right. He looks like a just an absolutely ridiculous human. And that's Jordan Davis, the big fella from Georgia. Wow. Give him to me. Put him in the middle of that defense like they had with Nada and some of those other guys and let him eat. Dude, I love that pick, right? And that's a very Ravens thing now. All of a sudden, like, the best D-tack comes off the board, and, you know, next year he's wrecking stuff up and looking amazing. You got um, people in Detroit that want Davis at two. Oh, he's just – he's he's a big he's, – he's so big and fast and beast. It's like not taking him at two, okay? Yeah, that's a great pick, man. Um, I like that a lot. We're moving on. We're coming up all, almost to the end of our first half of the first round here. And, you know, I'm a little torn, right, because I'm kind of looking at this board and asking myself two questions. One, you know, I think the Eagles need a lot more uh, in different areas on their particular team. But, dude, they traded up to get to this 15 spot. So that's got to mean something, right? It can't just be, you know, cornerback X or whatever it is. I mean, so... I, I hate to do it again, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna triple up right here. I think there's a small run of wide receivers going right here, and I think Jamison Williams might be that guy. Oh my goodness! That, like I wouldn't put it past them, but that's just crazy to take like three in the last three years. I mean, who would do that? I mean, that's like Matt Millen esque right there, if you ask me. And Joey, not to correct you, but I think it was the Saints here that I got now that kind of made the little tick up the the Eagles got rid of a pick they want to be in the maybe the quarterback market next year there's a little bit of shuffling there but you you know the the team I think would be in the receiver market are these Saints here you know somebody is Michael Thomas ever going to play again we don't know you know is mm-hmm. Jameis a decent quarterback we don't know can Taysom Hill play tight end we don't really know their defense is always good they beat Tom Brady two times a year but who knows what they're doing with their team. I mean, you could go quarterback. You could get them an offensive lineman. They just lost their big left tackle that they love so much. Um, gosh, I don't, I 
don't even know. I mean, there's a couple names that I want to go with here. Let's let's go ahead and like I don't know if they'll love this guy, but I love his mentality. I mean, I'm just going to replace their left tackle and assume they can figure the rest out as best they can. Maybe get a receiver here in a couple picks. So give me Trevor Penning, the very nasty, big, physical offensive tackle from Iowa, and hopefully Alvin Kamara can run if he can clear out some lanes. So I'll go ahead and do that here with this selection. Yeah, I like it. I mean, you know, they still have Alvin Kamara on the team. So, I mean, and he's going to be the, the beginning and the end and the sunrise and sunset of their offense this year. So, got to beef it up. Let's do – let's uh, let's take our break here. We got 16. We, we went a little long in that first segment, but I, I had to talk about my lines. I'd go through every little uh, option. I had to make sure everyone's going to be on board if and when they take Trayvon. Let's say they pass up Hutch. And he's on the board. They take Trayvon. It's going to be okay. I love that player. There's other options they can go. But, Joey, let's get our sponsors in. We'll do a little rapid fire on the back half and uh, get to that 32 selection uh, and uh, see what happens there. So, everybody, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back from the break. We went a whole segment. We got sponsors in, and I didn't even fill up your glass with that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. 
Cornbread! <laughs> you gotta have Kool-Aid and cornbread, which I, I'm gonna have to take a photo, because I think I'm gonna have Kool-Aid and cornbread somewhere in the house uh, when this draft gets kicked off on Thursday evening. But, Joey, before we get rolling, we're gonna do 17-32. to 32. I mean, because your Bears are picking so far down the line, we might just get, at least get your take on that so we can figure out how we're going to tear you up in the NFC North. But before we do that, man, I thought I just want to give you another opportunity to tell people where your different podcasts are. Um, really appreciate you always, always coming on, talking ball, and any other projects you got going, man. You put out incredible content. Such a fun guy to have on the show, man. I uh, appreciate you, Derek. Um, the easiest way to find all my content is just follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Joey Sports Guy. I host uh, Believe in Bears with the network today. I released an episode this morning with Gabe Ramirez from 670 The Score with former Bears defensive end and former Lion Corey Wooten talking about the NFL draft. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of content with them all week long, doing some live streams, doing some Twitch, all that kinds of stuff. And also uh, Bet on Chicago is my other show. We like to talk about Chicago sports on that show, but we also like to just kind of celebrate the Midwest. Uh, we're always talking pop culture, movies. I do a lot of human interest stuff. Just people with cool stories that have – you know, uh, you know, aspirations and ways to either inspire myself or others. I like doing that on the show a lot, too. You can find both of those at Believe.com, Bet on Chicago, or Believe in Bears. Back to you, Derek. The only quick follow-up I have is, are you going to be able to take the criticism when you become a, yes, I'm going to mention it for multiple times here on the show, a baseball umpire and people look at you after you make a call and say this? This is a bad decision, period, point blank. <laughs> it was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. How are you going to deal with that? Never underestimate how quick my hook is. I got a sharp hook, and it just, it'll just it yank you out of the water and put you in the parking lot before you know it. People during some of our picks early in that first half. It was a bad decision, period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. People with other picks that they enjoyed. All right, Joey, we got to get rolling, man. You got the Chargers at 17. We're going to give the player's name a quick hot fire take, get through this thing, and then talk some Lions here to end the show. Yeah, with the Chargers, man, you said during the break, how is this not Chris Olave? But, dude, I'm going in a different direction right now. If we mm -hmm. learned anything about the AFC West is that the Chargers, they're going to need defense. They're going to need to stop some guys. So I'm going, honestly, I'm going cornerback. I'm going Trent McDuffie out of Washington. Um, they just need to load up there, man. I mean, the only way – I mean, they got they got Herbert already. They're going to score points. Now they have to stop people from scoring points. I think that's where they have to go. I can't tempt you with Mr. Olave with that court. I can't tempt you with maybe Devontae Wyatt, a big old defensive tackle who I love. I mean, you're going to go with a corn. They just took Asante. They got some other guys out there. You must love this McDuffie kid. I mean, I, I just I, I like him because he's ranked high up on the board and it's a thing of need. And we've already seen some of the top cornerbacks go off the board. And I feel like it does drop and we're not going to see a ton of that a little bit later out of maybe like a Daxton Hill or something. But I don't know. I just think this is the move for them right now. Everybody, I'm going to let you in a little something. Joey's showing his fantasy football acumen here because I have the top needs for the Chargers. A tackle, defensive lineman, linebacker, edge, and then corner. So, to, to me, this is a little bit of a reach here. I mean, yes, you have to be able to cover people. They're going to be throwing it all around the yard. But I, I might have beefed up that offense even more and tried to outscore people. But at 18 here with Philly, 
I mean, let's look back. Philly took Jameson Williams, another bell and whistle type player. He probably's not going to be there till week six or eight. Now I got to do what's right for the franchise, and I see edge up there. I see cornerback, which they can never cover either, except for big play Slay, who likes to wave his finger. We know him from Detroit, but. Gosh, to me, they were talking about getting rid of Fletcher Cox. He's going to stay around for a year. I love this. I would love if the Lions somehow got this player. This is a little bit off the field. Give me Devontae Wyatt. Put him next to Fletcher. Let him learn under Fletcher. Let him play with the other big fellow they took last year, Williams, and just wreck havoc in the middle. So I'm going to take Devontae Wyatt here. Give him a give him a big nasty to go with that another their eighth receiver off the board. There you go. Boom. There you go, man. Uh, we're moving on to number 19. And look, man, you mentioned it before. I took uh, – we did Trevor Penning, offensive tackle, offensive lineman for them at 16. Now at 19 coming back, they get Chris Olave. It ah. is the time. He lands right in their lap. It totally works out. They get the receiver that they want, and they get a little help up front. It looks like a win for the Saints. I love that pick. Joey, you've had many good ones. There's one thing, though, I don't like about it. Hey, listen. Ohio State sucks. <laughs> I'm always going to play it. I love Chris Olave. He's incredible. But Ohio State sucks. Okay, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I know love Malik, but I took them to the ATL. They... Like Kenny Pickett because he's from Pittsburgh, but he doesn't seem like a Mike Tomlin guy to me. The value's there to take a QB. They probably also like Desmond Ritter. He's kind of boring and robotic, but I could see him playing in Pittsburgh. But, Joey, let me ask, do they have a center? They lost the big pouncy boys. So you know if they've replaced center, do you think? Let's look at their needs. Quarterback. They need safeties. And yeah, they signed, they signed James Daniels from the Bears. He can swing he's into no the inside good. and play center every once in a while. But honestly, he's more of a left guard, right guard. They probably are looking for somebody right now. And I will tell you, because my in-laws are Steelers fans, hardcore Steelers fans, if this isn't Pickett here, they're going to be pissed. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm excited to see what you do. The Get ready for the torches outside of the Oakery household if he does not do Pickett with this. I, I don't want to Back make to enemies you. with your family. I don't know them, but uh, based on the value, the fact that they, I will get attacked if I don't make the selection, he's from Pittsburgh. They cannot play Mitch. <laughs> That's a dog's name, by the way. They can't play him at quarterbacks. So, so give me Mr. Tiny Hands, Mr. Pickett. There you go. Oh, make, he did make, it. He's, make, he's gonna make, live to see another day. Make, make him happy. Now, now you got the Patriots. Let's see what they're gonna do. Take another defender like they always do. Or are they gonna actually give Mac Jones, who they love, up uh, with some playmakers? What do you think? No, this one's this one's obvious, man. I mean, they're gonna take a linebacker because that's what <laughs> the Patriots do. Unless they trade out, they're gonna take a linebacker. So I'm going uh, Nicobe Dean here. Oh, Nicobe Dean. This guy is getting hated on so bad throughout the process. He's not even at the top of our list here that we're looking at. I got to go find him. He's down at. That's a know, that's a Patriots pick if I've ever heard it. I I love Nicobe Dean as a player. I kind of want the Lions to get him, but I don't because they need to fill some other needs, and I don't feel a like view linebacker. I'm surprised you took him before Devin Lloyd, who I do love as a player as well. But yeah, or Devin yeah, Lloyd, right? Devin Lloyd was the other one. I just think yeah. like. I'm just going Patriots and linebackers. It just makes all the sense in the world. Like oh. I don't see them going receiver there in the first round. That's not their style either. So, 
I'd like to see Nicobe Dean go there, but I think he's going to maybe fall out around one. Devin Lloyd's getting hated on too, but he seems like a Patriots guy to me, so I'm with you. Now, unfortunately, I got a pick for the Green Bay Packers here. You know that guy with the smug quarterback that's back and he has no weapons because they got rid of their best receiver and they're trying to piece their team together, yet they always seem to win 12 games a year. We've been over that here on the pod, so there's plenty of ways they could go. They got receivers, their top need. We all know that's not what they do. So I'm going to go ahead and give them a guy, a value pick, which is normally what they do, a guy that should have been probably picked long ago, but he's been slipping as well. But that's what the the Cheddarheads do is take guys that slip or that they like that end up being productive pros. And that'll be George Karloftis to rush the quarterback. So I'm going to select him here. Wow. I gave them a bum, but I, I give him an edge, which they needed. Yeah, no, I don't mind that at all. I, I'm actually kind of surprised, man, because I, I think he probably goes right after this. I'm surprised they didn't do Tyler Lindebaum, right, to kind of replace the center issues that they had last year. Um, and if you're the Cardinals, man, I know everyone's thinking they got to go receiver here, but, man, they, they've got plenty of receivers. I mean, it's not plenty. like that's really, like, the issue there. So I'm going with Tyler Lindebaum for the Cardinals right after that to kind of beef up that offensive line. And I don't know, maybe, God forbid, try and get Kyler Murray to play 16, 17 games this year. Yeah, I like it. I mean, Arizona is one of those teams where all they talk about are guys on the outside or scoring points, and then their offense has never been ultra dynamic. You know, it's okay when Hopkins is balling out, but other than that, it's ho hum because they got a Munchkin at quarterback that can't play, and all he does is take things off his Instagram and want to get paid. It's like, here's a thought: maybe make plays, maybe show up in the playoffs, maybe grow a few inches. How about that? So, I I like that you're protecting him. I I mean, he can maybe actually see over Linderbaum, too. He's not a huge man. He's got short arms, but he is a hell of a ball player. The Dallas Cowboys, I get to pick here for Jarrah Jones. I mean, he's quoted today as telling him that his son is the guy that picked Taco Charlton, and he, of course, is the guy that picked Micah Parsons. That's awesome, Jerry Speak. He's also talked about trading up. He's going to go up to get Kayvon Thibodeau. He's going to do all these things. I mean, what do they normally do? They sit there and they take a pretty good football player nowadays and tell Jared just to sit there and be quiet, I think is what happens in the draft room. Give me Daxton Hill from Michigan. It hurts my heart because I kind of want him at 32 to the Lions, but how many years are they going to go without getting a safety that can actually make plays? Dax Hill to the Cowboys. Well, yeah, and if you could pair him with Diggs, now all of a sudden maybe you got a secondary that has Carson Wentz thinking twice about going downfield. Which is going to be, you know, that's going to be great success for the Cowboys. Uh, We're moving on to the Bills here. Uh, You know, man, we're getting a little bit deeper into this first round. So obviously, I personally think that the Bills, you know, the offense. What was it two years ago? The defense really stepped up with Josh Allen on the rise. Last year it was Josh Allen. You know, really kind of, you know, solidifying his status as a superstar. We kind of know that they can score points. I think you could always use more defense. To be honest with you, man, I am a I am a clear Elam guy, cornerback wise. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Andrew Booth Jr. here based on your projection. Um, you projected them Andrew Booth at 25. I like that move too as well, and I'm gonna stick with it. Andrew Booth to the Buffalo Bills cornerback. The reason I did it is because there's been so much talk about them taking. Uh, the running back Bryce Hall or them taking, like you say, these other positions either on offense or a standardized defensive player. 
they need another guy to put up with Trey Day and be able to cover like the Mahomeses of the world and just get over that hump a little bit. And Andrew Booth, he's not my favorite player by any means, but like a four-star candidate and a position of need and just a good player at this point in the draft. So I was just trying to get them up over the hump with the guy that can plug right in and go. Gosh, I got I to Yeah, dude, I love it. Yeah. I mean, again, they can just figure out. They have two, three current running backs. I mean, I'm pretty sure they can do fine or make a trade if they want to up their running game, but just run Josh Allen. That's what I'd do. Um, 26 with the Titans. I mean, I hate the Titans. Everybody knows that. Ryan Tannehill is an absolute tire fire. I I don't like anyone on their team other than A.J. Brown, um, who's an absolute beast. So... You know what I mean? I'm looking at this and like they got some they got a beast at running back and AJ Brown and a bunch of ho-hum players yet they seem to win a lot of games. They exploded in the or imploded in the playoffs. I don't see them exploding in the playoffs anytime soon. So I'm just going to just give them a guy that I think Vrabel might like much better than Mr. Tannehill. And that's Desmond Ritter quarterback cuz quarterback's got to go in round 1. This is nice value. He's a no-nonsense guy. I think he'll uh, play pretty well when given his opportunity. So I'm just going to do that and try to get Ryan Tannehill uh, heading to the bowling alley as soon as possible. Wow. The future begins today in Tennessee. Um, Bold pick. And let's just stay with the bold picks here. We're heading to 27 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think it's about time, Derek, that I make a pick that is going to shock you. Oh, um, maybe a, maybe it's just surprise you, but you know, he isn't really on a lot of these mock draft boards right now. I absolutely love the guy. And here is why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to take sky more wide receiver at 27. <laughs> They've got Mike Evans. They got Mike Evans already. They got a big guy who can, you know, go up and get those 50, 50 balls. They hopefully get a guy like Chris Godwin back. But when was Tom Brady at his best when he had someone in that slot area who was a technician of a route runner, that can make some plays with when he had Antonio Brown on there. I am, dude. I am in love with Sky Moore. I think he. Okay, I get it. He's undersized. He does. He's got to work on his physicality. Every football player that comes out of college has to work on their physicality. But Sky Moore, in my opinion, is the perfect guy for a guy like Tom Brady, who's 44 years old, who can literally just hike the ball, get it out of his hands to a guy like Sky Moore on a bubble screen, on a quick slant, on something easy and pick up 40 to 45 yards. I think you have to continue to ask less of Tom Brady to push the ball down the field. you got to find more guys like Sky Moore. And, dude, I think this is kind of the place where he can shock some people a little bit, and I think he goes this early. I'm going with this pick. Wow, that that is a shocker because they already do have three, four guys there. I know it's like a Brady-type pick to help him out, but Tom Brady doesn't need any help, man. He can make... You can take a guy in the sixth round, he'll make him good. So I I do like the shock factor there, but I see him taking offensive linemen or taking a defensive stud again and trying to get over the hump and win. Totally. Uh, win that yeah, way. totally. I'm 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 just getting I'm I'm taking this one, I'm putting it in the oven and it's getting a little hot. Because I, I'm just like I'm kind of curious. You also have the Packers, the Chiefs coming up, and you guys coming up. So guess what? If they were to get into the wide receiver game at all, now's the time to do it. Yeah, Sky Moore is a real good player, and like he's you know a similar player maybe to like Amon Ross St. Brown when it's all said and done. But he's went from like a third, fourth round guy all the way up here to round one or early round two. I mean, it's a heck of a climb for the kid from Western Michigan here in in our state. But uh, I, I like you shaking it up. I mean. It, 
do I have to pick for the Packers again? Do I really have to do this? Can I give him like a? <laughs> do you want to uh, flip? Do you want to flip? <laughs> I'll just, I'll make a pick for him. <laughs> yeah, pick for the Packers. I don't want to do it. I want the back to back selections for the Chiefs. So go ahead and take this one. Help me out. Okay, take quarterback. Cool. I'll, I'll uh, no, no, you gotta. We gotta do. Uh, you know, let's be honest here. This is all Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' show right now. You trade Devontae Adams. You just went defensive end. Uh, Carla Fitas before. Don't At this it. point, you gotta do something. I'm probably gonna pick the guy that I think maybe has the most boomer bust potential of this group of wide receivers coming up, and I'm gonna go Traylon Burks here. And honestly, the thing with Traylon Burks is I just think like. For some of the stuff that they like to do, some of the snap and some of the snap, uh, pre motion snap and like getting the ball into Devontae Adams' hands, bubble screen and stuff like that, I think Traylon Burks can help out. They can kind of do a little bit of some end around stuff. Um, the dude's got a lot of flaws in his game, but he's a great athlete, right? And I think he could probably, the Packers got to go receiver here, and I think they go with that. Interesting. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what they're, he doesn't feel like a, green bay receiver to me you know he feels like a you know indoor you know kind of one of these uppity offenses that does all those things i, I don't know if i see it but i'm trying to ruin the packers any possible so that i would have taken <laughs> but, but you're on you're on board with me though right out of their two first round picks that they have one of them has to be a receiver right I don't for for like normal people, but not for the Green Bay Packers. They haven't taken receivers <laughs> since like Donald Driver or something. So no, they're gonna pass up. They're gonna look Aaron Rodgers in the face. What? What are you gonna do? Huh? You gonna quit? I mean, they they don't care. So I I don't know if they'll do it just to appease this guy. I mean, we'll see what they do. I mean, enough talk about them. I mean, the the Chiefs back to back to me are fun. It's like I like this trade of Tyreek Hill because I feel like it's giving away your used car you've had for a while it's been good to you it's still got a good motor it runs fast it's no no issues but you trade that puppy in for a nice sum of money and you get a nice uh car plus something else uh, and that's what they did man they got a boatload of picks back to back here i mean this is another team that like you only think about getting offensive weapons but man they need corners and safeties and their running backs haven't worked out and they could protect pat mahomes which you tried to do last year and I mean, there's so many ways they could go. So to me, right here, I'm going to try to do them a favor of, I don't know. This is this might be crazy as well, but I love this player. I'm kind of hoping he goes to the Lions, but I'm going to take him here. Give me Boye Mafe from Minnesota. He's just an absolute mm. maniac out on the field. Let's, let's make him our new Frank Clark type and just kill quarterbacks and just be a monster out there. And and then I'll do him a favor, maybe. Let's look at the receivers here. You got Dotson, and you got Watt, you got Pickens. Oh man, it's it's tough. Pickens feels like the fit to me, but this is a kid I like a lot for his just maturity and the things I've read about him and stuff. So I think he could just go out there and be be productive from day one. I'll go with Dotson here as a receiver, the kid from Penn State. He's smaller, but he plays outside, inside. He can do everything, catches everything. Um, real smart. I think he might be the guy there. So Boye, Mafe, and Dotson to the Chiefs. That gives you the runner-up, the Cincinnati Bengals at 31. Dude, just real quick, I love Jahan Dotson, man. I don't think he slides or falls to us. Or you guys at 32, at 34, and me at 39. Um, I really like that player. I mean, you know, 
I don't think he has – I don't think any of these receivers are, like, good-to-go, slam-dunk, Jamar Chase-like type candidates. But of all the ones that be, like, really consistent and successful, I think Jahan Dotson's got a great shot. Uh, the Bengals one's easy for me, man. I mean, what do they need? Offensive line. Um, so it's pretty much between Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green. Um, I'm going to go Zion Johnson here. Um, take him off the board. A lot of people have him going in the early 20s. A lot of people have him going in the first round. I think this is just an easy pick for them. I like it. They would be very fortunate if those two guys were out there. Zion Johnson is probably with the safest player in this draft, possibly. Uh, play all the positions. Great kid. Very professional. I like that a lot. Now it's time for my Lions at 32. The Matt Stafford pick. The guy wins a Super Bowl. Everyone's boo-hoo. And, oh, look at our picks the worst. Could only happen to the Lions. People, you got to realize this is a beautiful spot. You're going to have trade calls all over the place. You got the advantage of being able to take the cheapest pick here in the first round, but still get the fifth round option if you did want to get kooky and go with a quarterback or any other skill-type player. You get those five years at the lowest possible possible rate and there's so many good players on the board let's look at the board joey devin lloyd we got um lewis seen at safety who i love let's scroll we got david ajabo if you wanted to get a, another edge and let him sit while he recovers quay walker at linebacker jaquan brisker a safety i like a lot scrolling down i mean you got the Christian Harris's, lots of linebackers. You also got receivers like Christian Watson. So, I mean, there's lots of players I like. In this position, I've been a proponent of saying if the safeties are there, you you can hold on them because I, I don't see that being a tremendous need for Jacksonville. Not that they couldn't do it, but if I have seen Brisker and Petrie all there, I'm going to pass because they come up in a couple selections. Everyone's talking about the Lions needing receivers. Who could take a receiver if we pass on them? Jacksonville, even though they have a lot of them, they're probably looking for more because they have the golden boy at quarterback. So Watson or Pickens are options here. And the quarterbacks that are there are Sam Howell, who I wouldn't take, but there has been some projections of him. But I'm making this pick. So looking it over, knowing that I can I can wait on the safeties, knowing that there's other options. Here's what I'm going to do. And I heard some things about this guy today, but I did take him in my seven-round mock draft for the Lions here at 32 I'm gonna do it again even though like Devin Lloyd is there and to me he's the best player so if the Lions value linebacker and they feel like Devin Lloyd's a beast that's personally what I would do but in this mock situation I want to talk to the fans and say this is a spot where I'd probably get a, a talent like Pickens get that fifth year let him round into form I like everything I see on tape there's been a few questions about his maturity but I think he's a heck of a playmaker. <laughs> you think there's lots of concerns there? I mean, like, look, I look, I let me say this. I love George Pickens, dude. I've liked him since the beginning. I started doing my research on some of this stuff. Obviously, the Bears need a wide receiver, so I've been looking hard at wide receiver this year. I think he's got a real shot at my my comp my player comp for him is Des Bryant. A lot of people have different comps for him. I really think he can be one of the best wide receivers in this draft. Having said that, man, the on-the-field stuff is tough, right? The getting in fights with coaches is tough. The off-the-field stuff is tough. Now, look, like some of the, the stuff he got involved with in college, I can chalk up to youth. 
but I don't know if you've seen over the last 48 hours, he's the guy who now is getting leaked out about how bad his interviews went yeah. personality-wise in terms of the draft process. And so I'm, I'm curious, right? I'm just kind of curious. I mean, clearly, if you don't take him at 32, I think he'll be there for you again at 34. Yeah. Um, I like him a lot, but again, a lot. Of, he's the guy that everyone's pointing to and saying he's got question marks. Joey, you changed my pick because, like I said, I, I've been trying to read up on these guys, but the two like things that are hard to do in this draft process is how's their medical and how were they in the interview room? What's their football and off the field character? It's like we got no websites out there that break these guys down to a T. Yeah, you might read a bio here, you might hear rumor in your window, but like I didn't know anything about this Pickens. All I saw was a fluid athlete, big bodied player, you know, uh, could be the number one receiver in the class, but you know, has had the injury issues. But based on what you said, what I heard today. Like maybe he is a player that you sort of wait it out and see if you get him at a better value. So I don't know what the Lions think about linebackers, but he's the 25th overall player on the draft network that we're using here for this mock. I'm I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take Devin Lloyd. He can, he can be the captain of my defense. He'll play with Derek Barnes. He can learn a little bit from Alex Anzalone. I think he's a heck of a player. Yes, I know linebackers sort of get devalued, but if I can get uh, Walker at two, Devin Lloyd at 32 and then come back and get a Lewis scene or a brisker or a Petrie. I'm feeling really good with my first three picks about beefing up my defense. I already got playmakers on offense. So everybody drink that in. If you're a Lions fan, drink it in. Joey, we made it, man. 32 picks is a lot. Gave people a lot to think about. I like, I thought you had some tremendous picks, some good takes. What else you got? You got anything else for me before we get up out of here? Well, if it's cool, uh, uh, I'm going to carve out 60 seconds of my little Bears corner here just based on our mock draft here right now. The Bears are picking at 39 and 48. In my personal opinion, there's something to watch for. Let's just say this board goes exactly how we just kind of played it out with the guys not being available. The wide receivers that are going to be left around are Christian Watson, George Pickens, as we mentioned already, John Mechie, Alec Pierce, Jalen Tolbert. That's kind of like the guys I like that are going to be in the area. What I will say, though, is because we're at 39 and 48, one, keep them, keep an eye out in case the Bears trade Robert Quinn. Uh, that's starting to kind of that's starting to kind of rev up a little bit. I'm kind of curious to see whether that would happen. If it is, you're thinking it's probably late second round, maybe early third round. Um, when we get to 39, Tyler Smith and Kenyon Green, offensive lineman. Tyler Smith, possibly a future left tackle, is a bit of he's going to take a little bit of some time. I would be really, really tempted per the comparison of what those wide receivers are available. I'm loving Christian Watson more and more by the day. I know what everyone says. He's just a nine-route guy, drops, drops, drops. But his makeup off the field is a big plus for me. His athleticism is off the charts, and I think he's a guy that can actually work off his weaknesses, and that's kind of been really intriguing to me. And, you know, it'll just be curious to see. I mean, the Bears also could be another guy, another team that maybe moves back to 45 to pick up a third rounder. And now we have 45, 48, and 71 or whatever. Take your pick. Um, it'll be interesting to see. And based on this mock draft, I'm kind of not upset if some of these wide receivers are around and I get a pick at Tyler Smith and Kenyon Green. I think the Bears are going to be very happy. So I'm pumped about that. 
There you go. Nice breakdown there. Regardless of what you do, we both know that you guys will be looking up at the Detroit Lions when the standings happen. Dan Campbell is ready to bite some kneecaps and take over this division slowly but surely. But the Lions, with these three picks... Uh, what do they got? Five in the top hundred? I mean, come on, man. We're gonna be walking away with yeah, talent. Man. We're gonna be balling. I think this draft is gonna be totally unpredictable, Joey. But I'm sure we got every pick right, as you said. I'm sure there'll be no changes, no uh, adjustments. I think that we nailed it, buddy. And real quick before we go, do the Lions take a quarterback in this draft? And if they do, give me a, like a round range. Yeah, see, I've I've obviously cooled, you know, on them, you know, in the whole Malik Willis. I think he's the wild card. They could shock the world and, and take him or trade up and take him. But I really think it's just a it's a love fest with Jared Goff. Brad Holmes loves him. He's ready to ride it out one, two, maybe even three more years while they build up the team. And we'll just jump when he three finally more finds years. a guy that he loves. Oh, no. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, I'm I'm off the train just because of I'm a contract guy too, and like I can't pay one guy thirty plus million and then have a rookie kind of either take his job or sit around. So best roster construction is beef up D, like I did here in this mock. Get a few skill guys. I mean, we could be looking at like Swift, you know, Hawk, Chark, another rookie. You got Reynolds. You got Saint. I mean, this could be a dynamic offense with a big offensive line before people know it. You could blink in a year or two and be like, wow, the Lions are tough to hold off on offense, you know, but it does come down to that quarterback. So I say no yeah. quarterback in this in this draft unless a Sam Howell's in like round three and they're just like, we have to take this guy at this point because the offensive coordinator is from North Carolina and he seemed to like him, but I'm not a big fan anymore. I don't, I don't see him as the face of the franchise guy. So I'm build up the team, build up the D, get a few skill guys, play the board, and see what happens next year. Yeah, and when a quarterback X, Y, or Z wants out of a certain team, you guys you know, you guys will have Kyler Murray as your quarterback next year. No, no. <laughs> I, I would probably become a Bears fan if that happened because that cannot – that's yeah. like my – that or smug are my two worst case scenarios to ever put on the Honolulu blue and silver. So that's not going to happen. We're not going to end it like that, but we are going to end it like this. Everybody. I can't thank Joey enough. Joey. I really appreciate it, man. You always make me laugh. You always have great content. Thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been fun. Dude, Derek, man, such a pleasure. Thanks for always having me and uh, bringing me into the pod. Thanks to everyone listening. Uh, Derek's doing great stuff, so make sure whenever you listen to this pod, make sure you share it, tell your friends, like, do all that good stuff, and keep on coming back. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks for having you, man. We'll see what happens in the draft, and then I'll see you next month. Drink it in, uh... Everybody, get a big glass of Kool-Aid. The next time I speak to you, the Lions will have completed the 2022 NFL draft, or at least a portion. I may bug Joey and Logan and Stefan and my buddy Chops and try to see if we can get a quick reaction or a short pod throughout this process. But despite work and crazy life, enjoy the NFL draft. It's going to be a total mystery. It's going to be total fun. And this is the biggest... NFL draft in the history of the Detroit Lions. So drink that in, everybody. Side of cornbread. Make that a double and enjoy it. I'll catch you next time right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.